Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Kurt McLaughlin. Kurt, you are the president and uh, well, I guess, so the, uh, the founder or what, what's your relationship with Portland Commercial Construction? I founded the company just over four years ago. My gosh. Well, you guys have gone through a lot of growth in that past four or some years. Yeah. Um, I've been in this market in Portland for about 28 years, but uh-huh. uh, just started this company four years ago. My biggest concern when I started the company was, how do I get sales? That's the only thing I really hadn't done in the industry. And it turns out that I'm pretty good at that. My gosh. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, so you're working in the construction industry and talk to me about the, 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 this in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, I wonder if I could start something myself. Like, what was that? What was that story? What was that experience? <laughs> I had left a company, a small, uh, sole, uh, construction company mm-hmm. and the founder, uh, actually had inherited the company and was very sheltered, very, um, worried about anybody taking his ideas and information. Mm. So he wouldn't share anything. So everything was just hush, hush, quiet. We found out what was going on, you know, a week or three or, or six months later. So working in the dark, uh, I got really tired of that. I uh, spent about two and a half years there um, building a bunch of relationships, uh, just more relationships in town. Uh, I left there, went to a company that had the worst culture I'd ever had in my life. I mean, it was a go to work um, on the second floor of a tilt up concrete building. There wasn't a window in sight sit at your desk inside your closet and make phone calls to talk to people to try to build relationships in our own town. I did that for about nine months. Uh, I had found out a little bit later, I was, let's see, I, I was the longest employee of the 27 people, 20 before me, seven after me to work there. The, wow. I think the tenure for them was about six, to, six weeks. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I got fired. Uh, that was October, four and a half, just over four years ago. Uh, my partner at the time said, hey, you do all the work already. Why aren't you doing this? Why don't you start your own business? And I'm like, oh, my God, that takes so much money and so much time and so much effort, and I don't know how to sell. Uh, so here we are. That was October uh, 2015. By January 1st, I had a business partner and um, started on our way. So how does someone start a commercial construction company? It seems like there's going to be a lot of expenses. I mean, I I wouldn't even know, like, uh, you know, you got your chicken and egg, like, oh my gosh, we need the jobs, but in order to get the jobs, we have to have the resource and the manpower, the tools, you know, all that sort of thing. How did you, how'd you begin this? I, uh, a a good friend of mine at the time, uh, we, talked about it together. We ended up, we both had about $20,000, 10,000 in cash each and, you know, some tools and equipment that we've been collecting over the years. So we put that together, you know, sort of bought a couple laptops, bought some software, started creating documents and paying a lawyer about $10,000 to create operating agreements and, and LLC yeah. fees and stuff. And so January 1st, we actually started, but I don't think we actually did any work until, geez, our first project was probably April, May 
uh, I think it, that first year I paid myself uh, $7,000. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that, I mean, and that's probably not abnormal. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're going to yeah. start a construction company, uh, but plan on not getting paid uh, yeah. while you kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some things you didn't have to, I didn't have to do at first. So, you know, our insurance was less. We didn't, we didn't need a, a big general liability policy. It was just the two of us. So we didn't need workman's comp. So those are things that we were able to roll into effect. Payroll. We didn't do payroll for nine months. You know, we just took, um, minimal draws yeah. uh, before we, you know, started spending that money on things that were requirements, but they weren't requirements on day one. So the operating agreement, um, estimating forms, some, some contract forms, you know, we had seen many before and had, had plenty of opportunity to look at other stuff. And so kind of put some things together that, that worked well, that were small, and then just got started, hit the streets, started, started talking to people. Yeah. So I would imagine then that you're spending, what, what are you spending the majority of your time doing? Is it a lot of networking and talking and finding out how you can serve the community? Um, and I guess, you know, another part of my question is how did you eventually hone in on serving the industry that you do? Because you primarily serve, if I'm not mistaken, doctors and dentist offices. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I had been doing that for uh, the past seven years of my career, previously different companies. So I was pretty well versed and it was, it sounds like a complicated process and it's not as complicated as it sounds, but it also is easy to sell that, Hey, you know, we have those details down. We, we know what we're doing and we can knock that stuff out for you in a reasonable time frame. So, but really it was about showing up. Like I showed up to everything for the first year. I probably did, 150 networking events. Um, wow. And not just once, but, you know, I, I never go to anything one time. If they had multiple times and locations, I, I would hit every one of them at least three times. And just getting that trust and knowledge for people that I'm here to stay, you know, I'm here to, to help, you know, I'm not going anywhere and I don't need your business today. You know, let's build a relationship and go from there. And so what value is there? This is going to be the biggest softball here for you. <laughs> um, so let's say that there's someone who's building a medical office. Yeah. Um, how much of an advantage do you have because you've niched yourself as opposed to someone who says, well, I'm just a general contractor and well, we'll build about anything. You just, we'll, we'll take whatever job we can get. Like how, how much easier is it for you to get that job? Because when you show up, you're like, well, this is all we do. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's twenty over twenty five hundred dental offices in our community. <laughs> so wow. I mean, put that into perspective. There's four contractors in town that specialize in in dental. So having focused on actually taking care of the the maintenance guys and the dental equipment field, you know, we focus on taking care of those guys. So they trust us to come in and get that stuff done. So when we go in and see a dentist, you know, we're asking, Hey, you know, there's three equipment providers in town, which one do you use? You know? And then we know the guy by name yeah. and we offer a, Hey, if you want to give your, your rep a call, he would give us a referral. So you start getting into trust and uh, that, that relationship instantly becomes that much bigger. And then they ask about, you know, how long is it going to take? And he said, well, the last six we did take, took, you know, within a week of, of this amount of time. And the costs have been rising, you know, about $5 a 
every six months per square foot on a full remodel. So, and then knowing their equipment and exactly how it needs to be because we just pay attention and, and what we're actually, you know, the room sizes matter, how, how their efficiency, really to the point of what affects them the most, you know, what, what affects the doctor or the assistant or the practice manager and so really addressing their concerns, it just builds trust. So how many business cards do you think you exchanged in that first year? Over 2,000. Uh, the first year, over 1,000. <laughs> What's that? Over 1,000 the first year. Wow. But you th- Okay, now think about how valuable was that, exchanging 1,000 business cards? What, what do you think that that did for your business? I looked at it in a couple of ways. I believe marketing is, you know, and that that business development piece is looking for a year ahead. So nothing I do today is going to affect me for a year. Right. And the intent is to get specific about, um, I, I dress a certain way. I carry myself a certain way. I'm, I'm happy-go-lucky. I'm always excited to be places. And people remember that. And then when we talk about, I do complicated commercial construction projects like medical and dental offices. When someone goes to their next group meeting or, their, or you know, back to their friends and family and someone says, ah, my dentist is looking at building a, you know, remodeling or building a practice or my eye surgeon, you know, I think – I have made myself stick out to the point where people go, wow, I know this guy and that's all he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably 50% of our business. The other half was I would get a phone call from someone saying, hey, I got your card because someone said you did complicated medical projects. I've got this project and no one will return my call. Would you come take a look at it? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, we, we, we do medical. We can do anything. <laughs> um, can, I, can I just, you mentioned something right there and um, you know, there are certain industries where it just blows your mind uh, mm-hmm. that someone can be, you know, and, and, you know, I guess it could be, right, and I've heard this explained, that for many, for many of us, it's our, it's our inclination to bounce between crisis and uh, normal, and we keep doing that, yeah. and when we get in crisis mode, that we do an insane amount of work to get back up to normal where we're paying our bills, we're doing fine, we're comfortable. Yeah. But then what happens is then eventually we stop doing the thing that got us to normal and we start to slide down again until we get back into crisis mode. And they're like, oh, shoot, we don't have enough business. We better start scrambling, getting some more sales. And so what you just said right there, and I see this in construction, you know, having done a lot of work on our house this past year, we did the, replace the roof, we did the painting, gutters, you know, did a lot of that stuff, right? So we had to hire a lot of contractors. It blew my mind how many people didn't even return my call. Oh. And, and the only thing I could guess, and what I, I got some feedback, you know, one guy like returned my call like two weeks later, and he goes, well, we're just so busy that, you know, we can't really, you know, we can't really do much. And I'm like, listen, I guess it's fine if your goal is to just have a lifestyle business mm-hmm. and just kind of stay at that survival mode your whole life. Cool. If that's all you want. But I don't think you're based on what I see about the success of your company. That's not been your approach. Kurt, you return phone calls. <laughs> we certainly do our best. Um, you know, and to, to that extent, we also, you know, try to 
refer people to other people that might be able to help them. Like, you know, we get a lot of phone calls about residential and, and other things that we're just not, not good at or cost effective and, you know, sharing, you know, some friends, you know, business cards. Hey, I met this person, you know, they seem to be legit, do a great job. You know, here, here's what they do. You know, I've given, I certainly give considerably more business away than we ever take um, just because we can only do so much. Yeah. But, and so now we've kind of, you know, alluded to your success with, um, with, within the construction industry. And so um, Portland Commercial Construction is on the web at portlandcommercialconstruction.com. And and can you give us some, any kind of indication about like how much business you do, your time, you know, I'm sorry, your team and uh, kind of what you've created so far? Yeah, we specialize in mostly medical TIs uh, in that $300,000 range, $300,000 range. We do about a hundred projects a year though, because we do uh, maintenance and, and by the way, Kurt, TI stands for tenant improvement. Is tenant that improvement, right? Cor- correct. And, and what so, does that mean? Uh, so uh, to build out, they right? call it a fit out. Yeah. Yeah. So when the when you when you build an office instead of a inside of an office building, it's typically empty, or it used to be an insurance office or or a uh, a pharmacy possibly. And so we're going to put offices in there, exam rooms, sinks. And that that build out to make it the doctor's office that you go in and sit at the reception of. <laughs> so, yeah, and, we, and you do you do a lot of TIs, a lot of uh, tenant improvement. Uh, we do 30, 25 ish, thirty of the, the good good size TIs, uh, just because we kind of specialize in what we're doing. But we do a lot of maintenance projects, a lot of five to fifteen thousand dollar projects as well. Mm. They're significantly more profitable, but they're the way in the door. You know, people right. phone calls. Well, I need you to do this. Um, Okay, well, that's, you know, we're happy to, to get that little bit of that stuff done. It fits into our schedule. And we know that every 10 years, they're going to be doing a remodel or, or a tenant improvement is, is on average. So, you know, we're building that client base. Are you resting on the laurels of the work that you, the networking you did in that first, I'm, not, I'm being silly here, um, but are you resting on your laurels from the networking you did in that first year? Or what do you do to keep the activity going in your business? Because I, I know you've been a little shy about your success, but you guys do good business. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, we, we belong to a couple of organizations that are in our community that we continue to, to show up with. Uh, every time the, the county, the city, the, you know, those three metropolitan governments around here, every time they have an event, we're, we're there. We, we show up. We're, we're to the point where when when I show up, everybody knows who I am. You know, they shake my hand. I don't, I don't give out nearly as many cards anymore, mm-hmm. but we just are doing things to stay in the forefront of their mind. So they're, they're calling us and saying, hey, we have this coming up. Are you, are you going to take a look at it for us? You know, where, where are you guys at? Are, are you too busy? You know, how's the market? What's going on? And we've really become a, kind of a trusted ally in our community. And so uh, October, November, I think I did I had two nights off where I, I didn't have events going on. Wow. In holidays. And, and that's kind of a crazy extreme, but for the, on average, over the year, I do two events a week, you know, happy hours or, or lunches. So. That's amazing because, Kurt, I think a lot of people might look at that or they might see something coming up that they could participate in mm-hmm. and they say, I'm too busy. I need to be on the job. You know, I need to be out, you know, whatever, you know, involved in the operations, not just showing it up at all these events. What is, what's the, what's the math in your head that you have figured out? I mean, obviously, you know, kind of shared your story or your first year's activity, but how do you keep yourself from saying, no, 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 
I don't want to, I, I should not be spending my time on site. I need to be out doing this. Or you're talking like evenings. You're like, you probably want to be with your family. Yeah, it, it's, it's a hard one because it really depends on what your goal for your business. Because if your goal for your business is to have a lifestyle and, you know, have a nice summer boat and be able to take three weeks off in the summertime, then you probably don't want a lot of employees. You know, you don't want a lot of overhead. You want to be able to, mm. to slow that down. But if your goal is not to work every day and, you know, to be able to, your, your office goes anywhere your phone goes, then you, know, you better be building a staff and a team and a culture that people can, people are going to make decisions. You might as well, you know, lead them down the path of the decisions that you're going to be okay with. So, so that you can focus on the business development or the thing that you're good at, because mm-hmm. we're not good at everything. Finding those pieces that you enjoy doing is important. It's a lot of work. And so, for me, I used to love being in the field and seeing things built, but, but now yeah. I get to see, you know, people accomplishing stuff and proud of being the heroes and solving problems and telling me what they took care of, yeah. you know, and, you know, our clients are going, man, you're got, you know, telling me about, uh, you know, our general superintendent or, or our other carpenters, like, man, anytime he needs a job, let me know, you know, that's, that's a, a proud moment for me, I- including when they leave and they go, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to go start my own thing. You know, we've had three people, leave and start their own company, you know, and that's awesome that, you know, that they're inspired enough to do that. Uh, but also, you know, it's like, I know how hard it is, man. It's rough. It's, mm. it's be prepared. It, it's a lot. It takes a lot of grit to work, you know, to get through it. Yeah, no kidding. Now, one final thing here is I know that um, based on your success, you've also had the opportunity to do a lot of mentoring in your community. And I got to tell you, that's that's how up my influence came about. Like I, I was, you know, I was happy just running Savings Angel, uh, you know, making great money. But I just believe that, you know, it feels to me to be almost selfish. Like when you learn how to do something to say, well, I'm not going to share it with anybody else. Or kind of like your old boss, you know, with the other company. It's you know, I don't want anyone to know what we're doing, kind of things, trade secrets, and <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like I feel like you know those ways of learning, right? There's um, learn knowledge, activity knowledge, modeling knowledge, and and teaching knowledge. You know, when you become the teacher, man, it just gets so internalized, and 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 I think we truly, when we focus on making an impact in the world, I mean, how oh, I mean the rewards. Uh, for ourselves are just so amazing. I, but but talk to me about why you make that a priority as well. Uh, it, it's more of a passion. I mean, my brother actually asked me two years ago, he's like, why do you love construction so much? You've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was contemplating a career change at the time, but you know, it was Christmas time. And he says, what do you love about construction so much? And I had to, I had to think about it. And you know, it took me about 10 minutes really to go through my head. I was like, I, I don't really like construction anymore. It's not really <laughs> my passion. I, I can kind of care less about it. The yeah. thing I love the most that the company provides me is the ability or the opportunity to influence, mentor, and see other people grow. That's, that was the thing that's like, wow, that's what I really enjoy here. Yeah. And so taking the focus from, you know, do I want to be growing at the construction company? How, how, how big do I want it to be? Where do I want it to be? Really my focus changed to how do I exit out of that and get into really living my life the way I, you know, uh, my passionately. And then, so. Wonderful. Well, Kurt, your uh, website, Portland Commercial Construction, you got, you're on the web at portlandcommercialconstruction.com. 
dot com. And and again, I know with your uh, the mentoring that you've been able to do, um, I, I know you've been really building your own personal brand as well. Um, so is there a great way that people can connect with you uh, to kind of watch for that and, and see uh, you know, what, what sort of, um, you know, and I know you follow Brene Brown. I know you, I know you're looking at doing a lot of good in the world personally. What's the best way to connect with you or follow with, follow your work in that regard? Uh, the easiest way is probably Instagram, Kurt McLaughlin coaching, um, K U R T M C L A U G H L I N coaching, mm -hmm. uh, or the website, uh, Kurt McLaughlin.com is there. And, uh, Oh, wow contact information's on there, but, uh, so it's, yeah. um, Kurt McLaughlin. I'll just spell it. K U R T M C L A U G H L I N. Or you could just go to, um, up my influence, look for this episode. And, yeah. and of course on that post, we'll have all of Kurt's links as well. So you can connect, uh, Kurt, I want to say thank you so much. And thank you for a uh, very, uh, very, uh, interesting to hear your story. Uh, and to, uh, you know, again, that, that, first year sacrifice and, and, and again, still today showing up and doing all that networking, you know, they can't take that away from you. They can't take away your relationships. They can't take yeah. away your authority and your name recognition. Now uh, you've, you've invested too much into that. Uh, no matter what happens in the economy and the economy will change uh, yeah. still, you know, if it's possible to have a great outcome, no matter what the circumstances are, you're the man that's going to have that just because of the investment you've made in all of those relationships. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.